As far as my significant other is concerned, the last time I talked to them, I canceled the red light library. And I I really like making podcasts. It's something that brings joy to me when I'm producing them, when I'm putting them out, when I'm seeing people say they enjoy the show. That's why I'm running three shows right now and piloting a fourth later tonight. But the Red Light Library has caused me a lot of stress lately. And by lately, I mean since I moved into my new apartment six months ago. You see, the apartment I originally lived in was uh, had a very tiny bedroom that I lived in. Well, not very tiny, it was fine. But from a recording standpoint, it was small. One of the walls was a closet that slid open, and since it was old and shitty like everything else in that apartment, the track was jammed and the doors stayed open permanently. So there was basically a wall of clothes acting as a buffer. If you go back and listen to the late teens, early 20s of episodes of the show, that's where it starts sounding decent because we get two mics and there's not a lot of echo in the room. It sounds fine. I didn't have baffle boxes. I didn't have stupid looking acoustic tiles on the wall. It just sounded fine. And then I moved. And now I'm having to spend three to four hours per episode manually cutting out echo or putting up the episodes with the Echo and just kind of rolling with it. That's not how one should make podcasts, I don't think. And I love this show too much to let it be something that stresses me out, and then I put out an episode two days late. In fact, quite frankly, this episode's only going up because CB Archer tweeted about it. Hey, hey there. <laughs> I think that was the first time in a long time anyone actually mentioned missing the Red Light Library. And I, I just, I miss making it and enjoying it. So, consider this the death knell of season one of the Red Light Library. May 29th. The next episode will be what I consider the beginning of season two. And in season two, we're not going to do this bullshit with the Echo. The Echo will fucking die. That does mean I need to spend time, as always, putting money aside to do things. The show costs a little bit of money. I... Hope someday one of my ventures helps pay for it. I currently write freelance for a local magazine, and that pays for my fees. So I, I don't want this to sound like I'm begging for money. But what I'm saying is, right now, podcasting is breaking even, basically. And that is fantastic, which means I'm going to spend a few weeks putting money aside. I'm going to buy some foam or whatever. I'm going to figure out a system to make my bedroom not sound horrible. But in those few months, I... I'm not going to record locally. So you might not hear the normal rotation of guest hosts for a little bit. And if you do, they'll be recorded remotely. Uh, until then, May 29th, we start with Victoria. We're going to talk about something big and gay and sports related. It's going to be awesome. Thank you so much for sticking around with the Red Light Library through all of this. Today, we're talking about Carta Monstra. It's awesome. If you listen to the Van Brace episode, you'll like this one. Stan and I talk about Carta Monstra. It was recorded at the same time as Van Brace. I'm not going to edit out the echo. Sorry. Consider this a deleted scene, if you will. It's not necessarily a full-fledged, highly edited episode. It's just the death knell of the old Red Light Library. And the new, improved, 
better sounding, mostly the same content-wise red light library will resume or return or begin whatever fucking word I need to say, May 29th. Welcome back, dear patrons, to the Red Light Library. I'm Gavin, as usual, and today we have Stan back again. Oh, hey, what's up? So we're talking about another CB Archer classic here. Uh, we thought the best way to discuss CB Archer's uh, Annals of Gentalia series, series is to start with number one, which we did in the Van Brace episode, and then jump to number six. You know, like... We treated it as kind of a hop-in-wherever-you-want situation. Uh, I let Stan pick... Uh, the two we chose, and he chose the one based off of Gauntlet and the one based off of Pokemon slash Magic the Gathering slash Yu-Gi-Oh! Slash. And, and wouldn't you know it, I, I read one to completion and fell asleep halfway through the second, because I'm just a shit podcast guest. Hey man, we all we all do it. There have been a couple of episodes where I didn't finish an erotica and just kind of faked my way. Actually, we did, an ep- <laughs> we did an episode on something so short, I just didn't read it and then read it live. Like that. <laughs> so... Cartamonstra uses kind of sort of the Pokemon font. It's uh, Cartamonstra, Hunter's Tale. It's about a guy named Hunter. Chapter one, my heart is true. So right off the fucking bat. Oh, wait, the descript. We need to do the dedication. Dedicated to being the very best. Seriously, like no one ever was. Oh, that's from Pokemon, isn't it? <laughs> and so is the chapter title. All of the chapter titles. My heart is true. Chapter one. Pop. The final and most important part of character creation, the ceremonial picking of what color your card visor, card spelled with a K, would be, was finally finished, and Hunter materialized into existence. So he's floating in space, and what happens here? Uh, okay, so like, not even in space, he's in the the loading screen from that weird uh, story that we did a couple of months ago. Yep. (laughs) Where it's just, they're in the star field. I was surprised by, like, the lack of pooping. (laughs) Um... Yeah, he's basically met by this beast called the Vesemerborg. Oh no, no, Vesemerbog. Oops, my, my mistake. I mean, we're in Dimensional X. Dimensional X. It, 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 like, and with these names, it's it's like Archer just took his dick and slapped his keyboard with it. <laughs> uh, Vesemerbog introduces Hunter to the to the world of Cartamonstra, Explains the the mechanics of the game, such as there are. Life is the energy that flows through all. Cards are the source. They harvest pearls of that energy to bring existence to all things in this world. Plants, water, humans, Carta Monstra, and even the sun and moon are all linked together through this source. The source is all, and it needs you. Hunter used blink animation. Hunter's text box. What? Why can I hear you in my mind? What's going on? And then uh, um, we, get a, we get a nice little picture of fire, earth, wind, and water. Uh, elements like red, green, yellow, blue, which I just fucking noticed. Are all sex? Uh, yeah, like fires. Of, is, is, that's that's totally a vajouge. Um, wind or some tits. Water is a dick. I, I don't actually. Uh, know. Earth's a butt. Is that that's a butt? Notice, Notice there's like, like denim pockets butt. underneath it. Oh, oh look at that! That's yeah, a butt. Yeah, that's a butt. All things that exist contain the essence of elements. The strength of one is the weakness of another, for all things have their path here. So, Hunter looks at the four elements and thinks, oh, so these are like, I just, it's like rock, paper, scissors. Like, one beat, two beats one. It's just like rock, paper, scissors with one more thing added, so if I keep track of the elements, I know what works with what. Well, you see, the problem with that is, that would be a good idea. (laughs) But up next, (laughs) uh, the sub-life powers are so... 
Uh, some things, but not all. Remember this when deciding the course of action or the discourse of action. So fire beats earth and earth beats wind and wind beats water. But also we're including dark, soul, light and bodge. Edge. What does that say? I think it's bodge. Uh, so now there's four more elements that all interconnect with the other elements, and uh, this is more complicated than Hunter was expecting. He tried to commit that chart to memory, but forgot everything as soon as the chart disappeared. He really hoped he could access that later. Now you understand the basic element stream of the four. You can understand the full list of elements in the interaction with space-time. And then we get this way bigger chart with, like, ghost, night, moon, spl- <laughs> So, body. Water- it's body. <laughs> so, oh, body. Okay, so water goes to sploosh, which goes to ice, which goes to swimming. Uh, space goes to unvoid, which goes to fighting for some reason. <laughs> like, it's this huge fucking uh, chart that makes no sense. No, but that's the thing. I've looked at this for, for maybe a total of about 45 minutes yeah. now. Do they, they make sense? sense? It, it actually is balanced. I, would, I want to see what a game would look like with this shit in it. So then Hunter... Says something, the Triforcium powers can bind all element orders, providing there is mana to sustain all or nothing. Then we get brown, uh, phlogistian, lava, stack, and then now there's brand new interconnections between all of it. Like, there's new lines connecting everything. It is the most convoluted chart to look at. Uh, now that you have memorized the grand ephemeral reconstruct... Hunter's interruption text. I didn't memorize it. There are 17 kinds of cards to build your deck with Hunter in the... Inter- no, go back to the grand ephemeral thing. I can't memorize it. Experience your journey and fill your journey logistic tracker with the tangy blue Hunt, no, stop, I'm so confused. Next, we will converse about your companion invalidation tar- invalidative target. So, basically, he skips most of the tutorial by saying shit, and then when he tries to be quiet, it even then continues to skip things. This entire first chapter it perfectly encapsulates my experience with card-based gaming and MMOs. This is me with JRPGs. It's, it's front-loading a whole bunch of shit that I didn't know I needed to care about. Yeah. Yeah. And it never reintroduces it into the game at beyond that point. So by the time it dumps me into the game itself, where I have to now join up with my friends who, of course, know every fucking thing already. I so I, relate to this. I am so fucking lost. God, I hated playing Silk Road. Fuck me. I, uh... Hunter had not been too keen on Carta Monstra as he hadn't played any of the previous 18 generations of the game franchise. They had run out of well-known color names long ago and now using varieties of plaid, but his friends had made a convincing argument by buying him the game as a present. Holy shit, can I identify with a character who's being pulled into an online game that he's not super into? Because their friends just wanted a plus one. I literally upgraded a shitty old computer I owned with a graphics card no one had heard of that I bought off a guy on Craigslist because I had to I had to find a card that used PCI Express. Nothing uses PCI Express anymore. Uh, I had to buy a fucking card off a guy on Craigslist. So I could play Eve online. <laughs> and then... And how long did you play Eve online? A month. And then later I was like, yeah. No, yeah. I actually, I got to the point where you were researching shit that took literal weeks to finish researching. I'm like, this is not fun anymore. This is I'm a full-time not, job. And I'm not I getting can't paid even for fight it. people. There's no, it's not fun to fight people because you die. 
or you kill them and then you feel bad about it because they just died and you just wrecked all their sh- the only way you can fight people is by being a dick pirate and like that's kind of fun but still anyway um i did that with eve i did that with league holy shit i am not cut out for league uh league of legends by the way sorry for assuming stuff but his friends citron and sienna show up and here is my favorite running gag of this Sienna is wearing a coat of explaining that gives them plus one to gives them a experience bonus anytime they explain something in chat. And uh, Citrin is wearing a cloak that gives them bonus points if they are shocked by something in chat. How shocking. Citrin's text box. Excuse me. Wow, I was not surprising. <laughs> expecting it to go up my nose. It surprised me. And then there's a little... Here's the joke. Anytime they fulfill, it does a little plus one. Yeah. If he's not surprised by something, it's a minus one. And if he's really shocked by something, it's like a plus three. So you get to see how everyone's characters are defined by the fact that they have to do a thing to get fucking XP for it. So they teleport in and one of, and Sienna's like, oh, it took me longer to teleport here because blah, blah, blah. And Hunter's like, I don't get that. And Sienna's like, that's like a basic thing. You should know this. Did you talk to the mystic elk? It's like an elk, right? It's like a reindeer or something. Yeah. The I thing think he talks my to. My impression him. was it was the forest spirit from Princess Mononoke. Yeah. It's it's in the d- dimensional X. That's the thing that was talking to Hunter. Uh, Hi, Hunter. Sorry about the delay. I needed to unlock the BPM for my ESIS before I could cut through the meta plane. I'm sure you understand. Plus two. Hunter's tax box. No, not really. Sienna. What? How could you know that? Not know that? It's pretty basic stuff. Or, no, that's Sienna. Sienna said that, and the Citrin goes, I'm shocked, plus two. <laughs> Sometimes they just say, I'm shocked. Can you show me what to do, Sienna? This isn't my battler's outfit. It's my explainer's outfit. Perfect, then you can explain to me what to do. You really don't know anything, do you? Citrin, it's shocking, plus three. Uh, Hunter, you scratch head. So they kind of sort of walk uh, Hunter through, like, Okay, so here's a card. <laughs> you have to open your starter. And they explain um, they explain the process of opening that badge case to get to the starter card. And it's like this long, convoluted, and then it goes, or also known as the Y button. <laughs> <laughs> there is some hard fucking truth about gaming in this one. Yeah. I, I'm really happy with like, it. In, in the gap between the, the first story and this one, Archer has really, like, perf- honed his craft of just, like, boiling down the, the, convoluted, the convoluted, like, elements of video games into a narrative element. The, um, the yellow card of wind dissolved in a flash of lightning. Three cards rolled out of their sphere shape and presented themselves to Hunter. And there's a fucking table of, like, to demonstrate this, Hunter, uh, Hunter, a uh, CB Archer made a fucking table as if you're looking at an inventory screen. So, Sphere Monstra, card number one, three stars, fire, Ogd, uh, uh, Ogon Dracon, uh, in the item box, I love this joke, Num- uh, four, artifact, card number 202, one star, dragon type, blue eyes, white flagon. <laughs> That's, That's nice. nice. 
That's a thing from the Yu-Gi-Oh. I remember that game, that show. I never, I never watched Yu-Gi-Oh, but I know what Blue Eyes White Dragon is. I'm a boy. Someone out there laughed. God, I hope so. Uh, <laughs> then there's a, a couple of other things that are probably jokes I don't get because I'm really not in the card game. It, it becomes, like, it becomes like a mess of like um, Pokemon, Yu-Gi-Oh, Duel Masters, and Magic: The Gathering. Yeah, two of which I've played. So, I think this is where I started skimming, so if you want to pick up fruit berry, cherry berry, banana berry, melon berry. Oh, yeah, yeah, like, it goes to exhaustive lengths to let you know that, basically to just let you know that this game is really, really complicated and Hunter's way in over his head. But then Hunter gets Sphere sphere Monstra number 1003 and, uh, Mulnia. Korek. Vomoynia Korek. Vladivostok. I, you started calling him Vladivostok, which I appreciate. <laughs> uh, Vladivostok has 11 stars, which is unheard of. Like, that's the level of the monster, I'm guessing. Like, he shouldn't even be in the game. Citrin, Citrin is, is so, so shocked, shocked, he gets plus 50 for his exclamation in chat. Sienna says, 11 star cards don't exist... Eleven star cards don't exist except in the Morgath Chronicle Lore Legend AOV. The cards don't even go past 999. Vesemir Bog is basically the creatress of all Carta monster cards ever, and she's only a ten star card. Uh, so, how do I restart? Sienna grabbed Hunter by the scruff of his jacket, leaned in close, and stared at him with intense dagger eyes. If looks could cause hit point damage, hers would have torn apart the world. Don't you fucking dare restart! Oh, his name is Hunter Pitchum. Ah, uh, uh, Jesus. Is Pokemon. Excuse, excuse me, like, that, that reference had just caused a bunch of oil to, yeah. to, like, well up inside of my throat. Excuse me while I choke. <laughs> oh, it hurts. <laughs> then we get to chapter two, My Best Friends. You teach me and now teach me. Fuck <laughs> So, where do we go from here? Uh, well, they're actually playing the game now. Holy shit. Thank God. See, this is the problem with random drops on your first fucking thing. He gets the best thing in the game. Yeah. Uh, which doesn't, I mean, if you balance your game for shit, that never happens. Uh, as we learn, this card is really fucking overpowered. I also like, they, they, um, whenever, it's like, they're walking around the world for I think we're just kind of assuming it's VR at this point or we're supposed to read it like it's VR like yeah. these are these people are actually walking around and they get into a battle and like an entire stadium just around them <laughs> full of people and shit and this is where they're going to do their monster battle if I remember correctly Hunter goes to deploy Vladivostok and he like throws the card overhand and he, as he does that everyone's like oh he deployed it overhand interesting which even like overhand versus underhand how do you deploy a card under no okay no no just just the placement of the card the way you put it down on what i'm assuming is your fucking dual disc from Yu-Gi-Oh <laughs> affects the way the card is used i thought he was like it was like Pokemon with the balls, but literally a card where you're like, Pikachu! But like, which way you threw it depends on how it goes. And you know what? That's a cool mechanic, too! Yeah. Like, it, like even the, the placement of a card affects, it's like, ha has some sort of different effect. I would love to see that in the game. But he like, the 
Unconventional, that's for sure. Now that card will only activate as a defense against the opponent's first slot card. A risky move. Let's see how it plays out. Plus two for explaining. Uh, then magically the opponent deploys their monster card, their card, card of monstera in such a way that it triggers that. Uh, and Sienna goes, oh yeah, that totally worked out. Plus one. <laughs> so, uh, Voin, I, I want to say it right. I know it's Vladivostok. Voin Molniakorek. <laughs> Jesus. This, it's basically as if he's deployed a legendary Pokemon that makes every other legendary just fucking shake in their boots. Like, this thing destroys every- And it gets to the point where, like, the game gets boring for them, right? <laughs> or, yeah. or, uh, it turns out this, this, uh, battle robot, which is Vostok, weighs, uh, 14,000 tons. Uh, I am the light that powers your eternal dreams of salvation. <laughs> the shining battle with no end. True to myself like no other. I am Vladivostok, the bringer of endless victory. And the monster kind of isn't into the fact that he's grinding against low levels until we find out it also likes getting rewards for winning shit. And again, this sort of ties into like my, this typifies my experience with MMOs where I don't understand it, but I just happen across something that's really fucking broken yeah. <laughs> and trivializes the game but in doing so leaves me at a point where i'm better than everything but i've learned nothing about it so yep. the moment something trounces my my only trump card the game goes back to being shit for me that's how i played hearthstone i googled i played it on my own and i was like slowly learning how to be good and then i made the mistake of googling like how to make a good priest deck and I found out, like, the whole point of Priest is he can heal himself really easy. So I made a deck called Dennis the Menace based off of one I found online where you couldn't fucking kill me. I went up, like, seven ranks in an hour in ranked play because I was just fucking destroyed. I would, like, get to a point where I could just be, like, fill my side of the playing field and just destroy the other person and they couldn't really hurt me. I would have, like, ten more health points than I started with. I absolutely uh, hated playing you in, in Hearthstone. Yeah, it was bad. Dennis the Menace was a dick, and then I and then I finally hit. I waited too long, and too many new cards came out, and then someone started throwing those fucking little gadgets at me, and I died. <laughs> I have not played Hearthstone in like two years now, and I would be fucking wrecked if I tried to get into that without spending like eighty dollars now. Anyway, so they've been Vladivostok then says telepathically, a challenge not accepted is a challenge that can never be fulfilled. The strategy of winning will always be your guide to winning prizes on the coldest of nights. I like prizes. So even the like really the wax poetic monster battle robot that weighs 14,000 tons is like, yeah, let's keep grinding. <laughs> I like earning things. I'm a I'm a materialistic bitch. Let's do this. And I can I can also relate to how this goes down because uh, Hunter's like making eye contact with NPCs and that starts a battle. Yeah. And then they make eye contact with an actual player. And the player's like way more experienced than they are. And his friends are like, no, 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 no. And it turns out this is basically Team Rocket. They even have like a fucking intro lined up. Oh, yeah, yeah. Let, let me find that intro because the shit, like I was laughing when I read it. Uh, okay, so their character the characters are Green Digger, Yellow Yellow's Fight, yep. and who's Ashen. the th Ashen? Ashen. Okay. 
Prepare for pain. Say again. To shuffle the cards without them furled. Unite a war. Wait, they didn't even try. It's just the Team Rocket. <laughs> to remove the foil packets of truth and dread. To remove the reach overhead. I'm just going to let beats happen in yeah. silence. Green Digger. Yellow's fight. Guild Collector battles you now simply for spite. Prepare fights. <laughs> And then Ashen's box, well, no, Ashen, Ashen Gray does the that's correct the animation to sort of just like cap yeah. it off. That's his whole thing is he doesn't talk that much. He's the mysterious, like, fucking. No. He, uh, he, he's the, was it Daydara? I didn't watch Naruto. I was, I was trying, trying to make just... a Sailor Moon reference, but he's nothing like uh, Tuxedo. What's his name? Tuxedo Mask does talk quite a lot, actually. Uh, he is the hit of this team. Yeah, he's the stoic. Like, ooh. He's the he's the expert too, because as uh, as Hunter gets into the battle, he deploys a card that, if triggered, the card will teleport the monster against it into Dimensional X, which is the graveyard of card a monstra so like if a monster is there it fades out of existence kind of like in um inside out uh it's like that pit of uh, uh old memories that they dump into to be forgotten like if they're there too long they fade out of existence oh so we find out vladivostok's in danger like the same tendrils from the first book like basically the same kind of tendril come out of the portal and grab vladivostok's robot feet and start dragging it towards so uh uh <laughs> much like in any anime of a card game ever uh the hunter breaks the rules and jumps out of his little like fucking area and runs down to save his robot so he jumps and gets grabbed by the tentacles instead of, of, of the robot and then they the robot grabs hunter because it's gonna suck him into dimensional x and kill him so they get both dragged in but the second he jumped down everyone's like you can't do that it's against the rules like i was thinking about that episode of pokemon where they're playing in a ring where ash feels the same pain as like pikachu oh yeah like, what the fuck oh, was no. with that episode uh, pokemon had some pretty they had the whole suicide episode that was pretty bad yeah that was pretty <laughs> fucked up, up. And, and that one that's, that like, had the urban legend about giving kids seizures, uh, the Polygon Pokemon's one. The Porygon episode, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then there's that one, there was the one with, there was the one with the tits that was banned in the United States after its first airing, where they go to the beach. And James like, does look pretty nice with those boobles, though. Yeah. <laughs> you, you like James, you know it. He's so campy. <laughs> He's so Ooh. campy. They get sucked into the, that dimension, and they leave their friends behind. Chapter three, it's me and you. <laughs> now, uh, uh, this, this is where we work Digimon, Digimon into it. Yeah. Okay, so, like, I have to speak on the genius of this story. Yes. Because I spent the first two chapters wondering, where's the sex? Where's it, where's it going to come where's from? Where's the sex? Just going, okay, I'm learning the game mechanics. Okay, I'm getting to know these characters. Okay, he, he's winning fights. So where's, where's the, the sex, sex, though? And literally, the at the very peak of me going, where's, where's the, the sex? Se sex. <laughs> sex, sex, sex. Like, it is so expertly crafted. Like, it blue balls you just up until the point it's it's a, it's a come denial in book form. Yeah. So they're in Dimensional X. You are safe from the destruction of the warrior. I have met with success. Cold glimpses remind me of what could have been your fate. And then Hunter realizes um, 
the 11 star card with the impossible name was here with him somewhere. That was a relief. Uh, I am only glad that you can continue on your journey in this magical world we call home. That you are saved from death is my final reward. What are you talking about, final reward? What's going on? I have used all of my power to save you. I will fade now into the eternal ether plane. <laughs> um, what? No, there must be something I can do to save you. This is my fault. Do not blame... I'm thinking of the end of the Pokemon, the first movie. Oh, where right, where Pikachu's crying, crying on yeah. Ash's stone-cold body. <laughs> do not blame yourself, gentle creature. I am to blame for not letting, getting you to safety, for leaving you here alone. Do nothing. You are not at fault. My stars fade. It is futile, but thank you. Sad music, Mewtwo's reconsidering his genocidal plans. <laughs> and then, suddenly, we bring in that weird fucking mechanic from the later seasons of Digimon where you can cross-evolve with your fucking monster. Ooh, what was that called? Digi D DNA Digivolution, right? Digivolution. Yeah. Oh, and then in, um, in, in part season four, it was Biomerge Digivolution. The light enveloped Arthur in a cascade of glitter. Or no, choose a fusion target. Hunter's like, who me? Target not valid. <laughs> target valid under special laws. Target accepted. The light enveloped Hunter in a cascade of glitter. His body became a white hot spinning spectacle of transformation sparkles. Or tran yeah, transformation sparkles. The ball of light at his feet spun up and joined him. For one brief moment, the true spirit of Card was seen in a ferret of lightning, as seen on the book cover, flash into existence. <laughs> we referenced the cover of the book. Hunter didn't know what was going on, but watched his yellow armor materialized onto his body piece by. I'm just gonna play the Digimon Evolution song <laughs> under this. Uh, the armor was yellow with platinum accents and reminded him of the armor uh, that his battle mech had been wearing. Hunter's body racked and stretched out of shape. It felt as if his bones rearranged themselves, all as happy folks. All as a happy folk song in the background of this myst myst mystical transformation. Uh, he's spinning. It's literally Digimon. <laughs> Hunter Pinchum, Volmyonyakorik, DNA Digivolve 2, Chartreusus. Because <laughs> that's the new name. Chartreusus. Yeah. <laughs> they, they bailed on Volmyonyakorik. <laughs> Whatever. Vladivostok. <laughs> I was waiting for it to come on. Metal Karuman. Just drop a Pineodrum. What was the stupid bad-eared one? Uh, with, with this voice. Oh, uh, Vimon. Vimon? <laughs> and he turns into... Vimon, people of gold! Angelon! Oh, no, 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 that's Patamon. Patamon! Yeah. <laughs> and there was that scary fucking... That scary one from the end of the second part of the... The one that's, like, chasing him in the second part of the movie. Oh, Jesus fucking... What was it, uh, Omnimon? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He's a he's a virus. We're, We're talking, talking about. Oh no, that was Diaborum. Can we can we have a podcast where we talk about the Digimon movie? My my loving significant other is covering her. You guys need to get your shit together. Are you talking about Digimon? Oh no, by all means, like like jump in and correct us because I fucking love this. Holy shit, Sam, are you in a Digimon and we never talked about this? I love Digimon. Holy fuck, we've been dating for almost a year and I didn't know that. For shame, I never finished it. Oh, oh shit, shit, I'm gonna bad <laughs> trademark bad look right there. I'm in trouble. Right, Sam, Sam used disapproving nod. <laughs> okay, here's the launch of our new show, DigiTalk. Uh, we're gonna go get those toys they gave out at Burger King? I thought there was, <laughs> it was Burger King. Yeah. <laughs> Burger King did Digimon and Pokemon. Wow, that was fucking weird. I think I have one of those gold cards. 
It was Pikachu. I love that <laughs> shit. You know, I never... Okay, I was about to say, you know, I never played Pokemon Yellow as a kid, but that's a long discussion. Um, so they, they digivolve into this new being where Vladivostok and Hunter share the same body. Uh, this is impossible, but it has happened. Hunter felt a sense of astonishment, but he didn't know why. What happened exactly? You and I are now one. We have fused, a spell normally allowed only to be used on a few special monstra. You have saved me by merging with me. My thoughts and feelings are yours and yours are mine. You have my thanks. So now they're alive, together. Uh, I have only one star left. For some reason, you had your own star in this crazy world, giving us a total of two. Uh... A new card glimmered into being and settled itself in Hunter's hand. He looked to see card number 1004, the new formed one-star Hunter card. This card has a picture of me on it. Now you can use yourself as readily as you can use your other cards. That is most mysterious. That's not all he's going to be using. Oh, what, what? shit! So, how do they get out of here? Because this is kind of where I started being like, yeah, okay, where's the fucking... <laughs> I don't really know how they get out of there. All I know is that they meet a turtle beast and they're like, hey, we, we, we're going to fight you. <laughs> no, you you're mean, not. We're going to fuck. You, you mean Gidrocheri Paka? Gidrocherapaka. Oh, shit. Um, I, I just called her King Gididora. <laughs> King Gididora. King Gidra. There we go. Uh, so it stepped out of the cave. It was no longer the cute one from the battle with Wisteria at the beginning of this book. It's a three-star one. Oh, wait, no. It has Parsia evolved into six-star form. Uh, then it's got another name that starts with V. The hunter makes fun. Not another impossible to pronounce name that starts with like, V. It gets so harebrained with the transformations. V was it Vittori Gidra Karapaka? Like, n stop it. Stop. <laughs> I have D. Parsia evolved and I'm no longer called Voimilia. I'm no longer called Vladivostok. I am one of the four one-stars of the infinite potential. You may now call me... Chelyabinsk. We'll go with that Russian <laughs> name next. Unless you assign me a nickname. <laughs> nicknames? You can assign nicknames? That is generous of you. I certainly can nickname things, and I shall nickname myself Chartreuse, for it is a cross of yellow and green How like many we fucking are now. names has this character had at this point? A <laughs> like, lot. It is so painful. <laughs> can I get that turtle thing a nickname? Call me whatever you want, sugar, just as long as you use all of my slick wetness and Hunter goes, beg pardon. <laughs> Which... Not an unreasonable reaction. Yeah. Um, so this is where the sex starts. Uh, there's mention of the cloaca, which is... That's fun. What? Who's? What's happening in this? Hunter used grin animation. <laughs> that's exactly what I said as I read it. <laughs> it's like, the mechanics of sex are, are, are on display, and, and yet it still makes no sense. And they use this game's version of PowerPoints for, like, action. So, like, ha you are out of PowerPoints for thrust. My devious plan has worked, and not around too soon, as I was... Oh, whoever comes first wins, question mark, I think is this one. That, yeah, yeah, that's, that's basically it. Uh, he names the turtle Bluey. Bluey, because Squirtle's blue. <laughs> Bluey used Trick Tackle, followed by Reversal. Hunter was too stunned to react because Trick Tackle had an additional effect of causing a round of status stun when used on someone who was stunned. Uh... Hunter was now flat on his back with Bluey riding his stunned cock. Bronze defense was casting was cast, giving Bluey a bronze tinge, uh, tinge increased defense and tighter 
something reading. Oh, and really quick, I actually do need to back up a bit because um, just before the sex happens, as I was reading it, I was wondering, I had a lot of questions about the sex that was about as to happen. All did. And good on you, Archer, for addressing the fact that the reader would have some questions. <laughs> because I want to do a reading really quick. There were many questions that needed to be answered, but Hunter wasn't going to ask them. He didn't question why he had a stiff cock in a video game. In parentheses, it was because he had broken into the secret sex area of the game. He didn't question why he could feel the virtual cock in his virtual hand, just as if he was touching it in the real world. In parentheses, it was because his Tortec headset had malfunctioned and was functioning above normal factory settings. Again, overclocking, still can't get the fucking mic to work. <laughs> He didn't question what a papilo... What the fuck is this word? Papiloaca. Okay. What a papiloaca was, or how it gained such an unnatural slickness in the first place. In parentheses, it was because of natural turtle lubricants. He didn't question what the gender of his new lover was, in parentheses, because he was bisexual and an admirer of shapely armored booty. They addressed every concern I had in a single paragraph. Oh, fuck, Archer. Good God. That is just the best fucking thing. Oh, my oh, goodness. This is this is why I started this show. Holy shit. Shapely armored booty is actually a phrase I'm going to... to I'm bringing the list back. Uh, oh, and then there's another uh, being that enters into the situation. Uh... Play Mayoga the Dragon? I don't fucking know. Hunter nicknamed him Red, was thick in multiple ways. Firstly, Red's tall frame <laughs> Red's tall frame was well filled out with muscular muscles, making him thick in body. Secondly, Red's horns were on fire, making his crown of horns thick with billowing smoke. Thirdly, Red was in position of p possession of a meaty throbbing ball. Or Red was in possession of meaty, a meaty throbbing balls. That's not me. That's the writing. Churning with hot dragon spunk, making him thick with flavor. So, Charizard. Uh, oh, God. Please don't look that up on Fur Affinity. <laughs> Hunter had been right before he was so rudely interrupted. The aqua pump wasn't an attack. It was a signal. Clever you. Your water attacks are strong against fire types, and you have used that to put Red squarely under your turtley thumb. Turtley. Turtle. Uh, wasn't it just? With an evil grin animation, Bluey leaned forward, almost releasing Hunter's cock from the critical Pepliwaka. Only the sensitive tip was left inside the slick tunnel. The full weight of the armored fish turtle, as well as use of the move pin, pinned Hunter to the crates. Bluey turned, uh, to mentally connect with Red. Go, boy. Yes, ma'am. Red reacted nervously to the command. He was terrified of the fish turtle, which Hunter found sort of adorable. Hunter had some experience with men in that he had bent a few over in his day. He liked them shy, muscular, scared of turtles, with a fine, beefy rump to go inside. That's a very specific uh, qualifier for boyfriend material. He's got a type. Everyone's got a type. Uh, Red approached, and Hunter noticed a fourth and final way this dragon was thick, and it was in the dick. Uh, this dragon... <laughs> This dragon had been far more impressive, a far more impressive member than any hunter had seen in the flesh. Get him, Red. Fuck him while he milk his dick. Okay. <laughs> but I've only pitched with guys. Well, that is going to change, isn't it? You're going to catch now. Um, Remember, consent is sexy. Consent, consent is sexy. sexy. Uh, Red stopped, legitimately confused. Where do you want me to fuck you? Uh, 
Uh, Hunter thought that was an odd question. Where else would you fuck a guy but the butt? It must have been some strange convoluted game mechanic. Hunter, where else would you fuck a dude? Right, I just wanted to check. I like that they have that dialogue. Yeah. <laughs> the big dragon dick was placed played directly on top of the stack with the help of the turtle lube and the fact that it was a video game and normal rules for anal sex preparedness didn't apply in the least the dragon dick found purchase in one swift attack he just keeps covering his bases and i fucking right? love that it's so good hunter moaned uh hunter moaned out in surprise that was good the hot throbbing cock buried in his ass combined with the tight turtle opening squeezing the head of his member was a game-changing strategy of pure pleasure Every maneuver from this double team was like, <laughs> yeah, nice reference. Uh, I didn't even catch that. Yeah. First time. Hunter was going to need to try out this out in person, or at least he couldn't find a person. Uh, or, or wait, or best as he could try in person, at least. Do you remember that we are supposed to come last, right? You will not last if you keep enjoying this so much. Hunter, what else can I do? I'm completely pinned. True. Pinned Monstra can only use restorative cards when under the pinned status. Wait, we have some of those. We can use them to regain some sex health, right? Well, not really. I mean, we have fruit berry cards, but those are supposed... Uh, but those will be corrupted, and they... Uh, go random card I just picked. Hunter threw two cards in the air. He was not aware, nor would he ever be able to figure out why, in one turn. The two cards, a cherry berry and a banana berry, flew up in the air and activated. The cherry berry took effect first by unleashing a swirling cherry red light on Hunter. The light intensified as it centered on its target. Hunter's lightning sack. What's it doing? The card kindly answered the question by being absorbed into Hunter's flesh. A pale questioning glow quickly turned into a sudden pleasure. Hunter watched in amazement as his cherries permanently grew to nearly double, double their original size. Oh, permanently? You gotta live with that shit, dude? They, they were now swollen and full of static. Ooh. Oh. The banana berry focused on a similar area of Hunter's anatomy. The sudden growth of his own banana took both Hunter and Bluey by surprise. <laughs> the extra length units hit Bluey hard in just the right spot. The critical Papliuacus shuddered with needful might as the last remaining ticks of health drained away. The tightening turtle did Hunter's larger balls in, and they involuntarily released a static shock, so powerful that they became a full-out thunder splay. Every important area of Bluey was electrocuted by the discharge in just the right way. There was no way to stop it. The attack had not been super effect the attack had been super effective. The turtle was at final climax. Ah, I'm squirting. Squirt, squirt. Just in case anyone wondered if this was a squirtle joke or not. Squirtle. Uh Blast after blast of aqua pump squirted out of the turtle as it squirmed with embarrassment. But the from where? You have a cloaca. <laughs> yeah. Even, Even the, the final peas were at power And points. it is occupied right now. Yeah. yeah. Uh, defeated for now, the turtle returned to Hunter's deck. The three stars glinted above. A lively folk song played a few choice notes. The stars were absorbed by the Hunter and Chartreuse combo. Uh... A spinning transformation sequence took place. New armor bits formed. A few heads of height were added. Natural grace increased by a factor of 1.7. And most importantly, their star rating increased to 5. It was all-around improvement to the pair's badass quotient. The transformation was made even more impressive by the fact that the pair was still impaled by Red's dick, dick during the whole thing. 
just in case you forgot that character was still in the story. Red's dick had been an experience that he hadn't actually minded, but that his big beefy dragon butt was calling to him. No wonder how fun the ride had been earlier. Hunter had always been more interested in pitching him than catching him. Uh, no, well, pitching them all. That's uh, a Pokemon reference, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hunter decided to play his Hunter card and slammed it down on top of the muscular booty with an extremely aimed thrust. Uh, then Red says something, but it's just a heart emoji with an exclamation mark. Uh, there was a full quotient of PowerPoints to use, and Hunter was going to use them for all they were worth. The electric attacks from Hunter and the fire attacks from Red proved to not be very effective due to incompatible typing, but the physical attacks were making both sides purr like big kittens. So he fucks the shit out of this dragon. Um, where do you think he then, uh, Hunter, after it's all over, Hunter asks Yellow Guy, uh, the, the thing he's fused with, where do you think we will find laws in the long, long ass name that starts on the now? In, chap- <laughs> Where, in chapter four, I would think. What is chapter four? Some kind of special card? You really are clueless, aren't you? <laughs> like, this Digimon just makes a reference to the fact that it's in a chap novel. Uh, and that the other character doesn't know he's in a book. Uh, at some point later on, they encounter a character, Cinnamon, who yeah. is... Uh, they, they talk to Cinnamon a bit. Um, she has been all... Uh, Hunter then says, she's been in all of the Tales of Gentalia books, slowly weaving a side story in the background, setting something up, but I am not sure what it could be. Is it the final plot for these stories, or something important in the Anders Quest series, another series that C.B. Archer does? No idea. It is confusing for someone who hasn't read them all naturally, but hoping that it is subtle enough to entice them to read other stories in the series to figure out what's going on, but not too distracting if they read a single tale. Uh... (laughs) <laughs> Again, covering his bases. Yeah. You know, like, oh, I, wait. No, that's, no, that's not, not Hunter. Hunter. That's, the, uh, that's the other monster that they're looking for. It's the same colored text box as Hunter. Uh, Hunter and Chartreuse hadn't even noticed. Had been crouched behind them the entire time. What are you doing here? Uh, so then they, they fuck this thing. <laughs> <laughs> and it's at this point that, that the fucking becomes completely incomprehensible to me. Yeah, it's a little, it's, it's, it, it gets balls to the wall. I, I get that things are going in orifices, but it is so, it is so extensive in it that I cannot, like, visualize what is happening. Underchange to blush shade number six, the highest of the shades. Uh, this little callback to Vambrace, by the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, they start talking tactics, they figure out the other guy has, like, 49 PowerPoints left, and they might win, then they win the sex fight, and then we get to the final, um, the final conversation between, uh, Chartreuse and Hunter, where they've beaten these, these, I want to say Pokemon, they've beaten these cards, they could go through a portal back to the normal game. But then they can never come back here to the sex world where all the fruit berries affect you sexually. So, uh, Chartreuse is like, we can't go back. It's impossible. If we go back, we can't come back here. And then Hunter's like, well, we could always just go back later. So it's about them just kind of accepting the fact that they're just going to stay here and use these three star, like, basically the starters from uh, Pokemon they have these starter cards that they can fuck whenever they want, and there's all the fruit berries that they can try out in this in this land because they're corrupted, and then they just stay there. Uh, now, here, here's my thing. Similar to his experience in the game itself, 
I think he's just going to keep winning battles until he fucks with someone that's stronger than him. He's going to lose and he's going to delete his existence. <laughs> he's going to restart the game and never see uh, never see that one card again. Hunter's going to just, like, in real life, going to be lobotomized at his desk with the little VR headset <laughs> hanging off of his head. Hunter and Chartreuse crossed the ridge towards the fruitberry card trees in the distance. They would try them all out and they would never tell anyone about them. Ever. That's a running gag. That's yeah, a running thing. Like the the <laughs> sex stuff becomes a secret. No one can ever know about this. I, I, there was a lot of bisex happening in this fucking Pokemon <laughs> game. Find a dragon in his rumpus. <laughs> Don't tell nobody. So we have kind of sort of walked through uh, Carta Monstra uh, in the gentle, uh, Annals of Gentalia series. Uh, Stan, Stan, what, what do you think, think of it? I loved it. So, so you would hardly recommend Carta Monster? I, I would. I would recommend it. I would recommend it nine times. Nine, nine times. times. Uh, you can get Carta Monster on Amazon. Just search Carta Monster. K A R T A. You know what? Look in the show notes. It's there. Uh, uh, or just look up CB Archer, and you can find the whole Annals of Gentalia series and the other one that I mentioned earlier. I forgot the name of already. Sorry. Ambrose. Hey. Uh, you, you can check, check out the Red, Red Light, Light Library, Red Light Library, Library podcast at wordpress.com is our website. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at Red Light Library. Thanks for having me, as always. So, uh, I think that's a good place to wrap it up. So just remember, kids, uh, use condoms. You don't want to catch them all. <laughs> now, Sam, tell us more about Digimon. No, no. Okay, all right. All right. <laughs>